in the midst of darkness, light persists. Gandhi would like to say that this episode is not a replacement for a doctor's visit and is not formal medical advice. Any stories discussed have been altered and do not reflect any one individual person or patient. Hey guys, welcome to the Gandhi Podcast. I'm TJ Dalrino. With me, as always, is Lance Weiss. No. And Brendan Fitzgibbons. Hi. And today we have my friend, Linda Drozgotskowicz, MD. <laughs> oh yeah, woohoo! We so. got her here. We got her. We got her. This Hi, is the Gandhi is that you. Tell me something good. Yes. Podcast. Way to get yes. that title in there, baby. Tell me something good. I constantly... Huge. Forget that. Um, yeah, so it's tell me something good. We have Linda here, who's a psychiatrist, born in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Correct? Close, yeah. Close. You're engaged to my close friend, Simon, who's very funny. We are still engaged. You. Uh, <laughs> they were engaged until I we'll came along. We'll see how along. this podcast goes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes if she's still engaged. Um, and then, yeah, and, uh, and Linda, you're great. And how, so how's it going? You had a good day today? Yeah, I had a good day. I didn't have to go to work. I just went to class. Sweet. Oh, you're still taking classes as a... As an MD. As an MD. Is it like a residency or some kind of program? I'm in residency. So you're year what of... You're a psychiatrist. What does that exactly mean? (laughs) Like, the the question is, psychologist? Oh, psychiatrist. Like what? Sure. A lot of people mix those two up. So psychiatrists are MDs. So that means I went to four years of medical school, like a neurosurgeon or a pediatrician or an internal medicine doctor. And I tried out all those things and sucked at them. So I went into psychiatry because I liked that better. Oh. So four years and now you're in your post four years? Yep. So now I'm in residency. So I have my MD, but then you, residency is between three and seven years, depending what you do. Mine's actually going to be about six years by the time I'm done. Oh, nice. Well, and then so what it made you get into it just because like you always want to be a doctor and then hell no. Well, what happened with your? <laughs> then you do something with surgery. What did you do? Oh, <laughs> there's every... certain stories I know that I can like <laughs> help along. Every medical student has to rotate through surgery as a oh really requirement. How weird so is I that? did six weeks of surgery and. Uh. Sometime during those six weeks, I sutured my finger to someone's leg. So what? That's how I knew I was not a slam dunk in surgery. Wow. You sewed your finger to a leg? I did. Was it a oh live my person? Gosh. Yeah. Oh my god! Were they just looking at you like, "What are you? What are you doing? Why? Can you let go of my leg?" And you're just like, "Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you let go of my leg? What? Wow!" <laughs> just no so comment. Well, did it? <laughs> Wait. Did it hurt? For, for me, and I guess maybe a lot of what is the difference between psychologist and psychiatrist? Sure. So psychiatrists are MDs, which means that we're trained to prescribe medication. We have a basic understanding of medicine in general. Okay. Um, we are medical yep. doctors, and a psychologist is someone who goes to college, gets a degree, maybe then does a master's, and then often does a PhD. Okay. And they'll often focus in becoming like really good therapists and things like that so that's something I'm not as good at now because I'm still learning but if you go to a psychologist it might be because you don't need medication but you want a good therapist but they work hand in hand if I'm not correct yeah oftentimes a psychologist will work with the psychiatrist and the psychiatrist can prescribe and the psychologist can do therapy but some psychiatrists do both okay Um, it makes less money but it's more enjoyable to do both okay I'm still just trying to figure out because when you said that you were engaged I thought you meant that you were just like connected in a really good (laughs) conversation earlier I'm just trying to catch up no she was talking actually engaged she was talking to TJ earlier she's like I was very engaged (laughs) (laughs) I was like oh it must be an awesome conversation no I have a fiance yeah fiance fiance so how as a psychiatrist how much drugs do we need to get TJ to get his fucking life together (laughs) come on on, guys we're starting already (laughs) this is literally four minutes in do you prescribe Bosley hair for men you (laughs) <laughs> so your current your residency currently you are located where doing that? I'm on the Upper East Side. Upper East, and this is at a hospital mm-hmm. at a okay. And none of the views expressed here reflect the views of my nah, employer. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. I'm just gonna do a disclaimer just in case, because you can't really talk about patients or clients or anything no. like that. What about John, that crazy guy? <laughs> What? Tell us about so crazy on a, a day to day basis. What are you doing? I, I'm coming to the hospital. I'm maybe uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe why would I see you? Why would <laughs> why I? Why would you see me? Yeah. So I do a couple different things. If I was 
on call, let's say, if you came to the ER and you okay. were having a psychiatric emergency, so maybe you were suicidal sure. or you were psychotic um, or having a panic attack, I would get called and I would come see you in the ER. Wow. I also see people who are hospitalized in the psychiatric hospital, which is okay. a locked ward. So those are people who are really in crisis or having a hard oh time. Oh my gosh. Um, and then I see outpatients. So. Um, everything from adults to geriatric populations for just like regular uh, monitoring of their depression or bipolar yeah. disorder, things like that. Would you, if you so. worked in Arkham Asylum, in <laughs> and would you work on the Joker? Like, or like two, <laughs> would you work in like Scarecrow where it's like, oh, always like a nerd fest in here. Nah, nah, not really. But it's a valid question. Like, who would you? I'd get a new job. You get a new job? <laughs> but would you be like, like for the Joker, someone that crazy or someone that's like, you know, not as crazy. Well, the the people on in the inpatient Not units, crazy, but you know. yeah, crazy is a derogatory term, but they yeah. they are the most ill. The most ill. And, you yeah. know, I've worked on a forensic psychiatric unit with people Ooh. who are incarcerated and are wow. mentally ill and things like that. So we so we see the if you're that ill, you're going to see a psychiatrist. Oh, um, have you ever seen a dead body? <laughs> I have. I unfortunately, find, in medical oh, no. school, you you do see people who die. I find oh, this fascinating. No. This is like a, you're like you're like a you, so you're like a drug pusher. You're kind of like a uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah. Like you, like someone, like that's your job. So, you, like you, you're gonna like, like prescribe medicine most likely. In, in if they've if you've gotten to a point where I need to see you, you're gonna prescribe medicine most maybe. I don't know. Likely, if you're in the hospital, yes. Sure. Um, that's kind of the purpose of hospitalization is to start medications and go up quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you see me in the ER, I might say you're fine. Go home. Oh you're yeah. Fine. Okay. Go home. Wow. Um, when you saw the dead body, <laughs> did you touch it or did you just see it? Well, all medical student, well, not all, at least I dissected a full human body. Oh, dude. No, you didn't. Yeah. Did you? How you learn anatomy. Oh, God. One time I accidentally sutured my (laughs) penis to my leg. (laughs) (laughs) Sutured. Long suturing. What did you, are you like, do you, are you like handling the body like in science Mm -hmm. class with like a frog? Like no, where I mean, you're we're, picking we're the very, liver up, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You have to be very respectful of the bodies because these are people who actually purposefully donated themselves oh, yeah. right. to teach oh, medical man. students. Yeah. So no, yeah. but we do it all by hand. Oh man, how were you queasy at first? Were you no, like, I didn't oh, mind. dude? You didn't mind? It can be like, emotionally hard. I think it's emotionally harder than it is on your stomach. But yeah. I also went into psychiatry, so I'm big on emotions. So. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, so, oh, that's crazy. I just think it's so crazy to see, like, like, have to work on a dead body. Like, in art school, we did, like, you know, nude models. That was it. They didn't die. But, like, that was <laughs> our... TJ, it's not always about you, man. No. <laughs> I can just, try. I can try. cutting open dead guys, and TJ's like, we just painted, like, hot chicks, man. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you is this a weird question to ask do you are you on medication I am because, not it's okay no, to no. ask that okay. um, I'm not um, I've never taken a psychotropic medication but I'm certainly not against them and if I needed one I would go to a psychiatrist and, and get some what, I, I took some medicines at one point mm-hmm. Psycho, I don't know what psychotropic means that's just the general term for all psychiatric I did because um, I have uh, like pretty I don't know what the, the degree of it like I have OCD like mm-hmm. I've been in and out of therapy and psychiatry sure. stuff and I took Lexapro for a little bit mm-hmm. and then I got real depressed on that like I didn't like it you didn't like that one no and then I tried Zoloft for a little while and then I quit both you quit them both. Yeah. Yeah. Those those are in the same medication class. Yeah. Um, SSRIs. Yeah. You guys are wondering. That's huh? right. It's the same right? family as Prozac. And unfortunately, at this point, we have no way to know which ones are going to help a particular sure, person. Until you try them all. I think someday we're going to be able to do a blood test and just tell you which one will work best for you based yeah. on your genetics. Yeah. But right now, it's it's kind of a guess and check game, and the guess and check game takes six weeks per medication. Yeah, it's so yeah, it's, like it's a slow one. Yep. The side of mine's easy. Bud Light Lime. Bud Light Lime. Do the side effects to one of those? I believe Zoloft, maybe both. Uh, and you're way more aware of this. Is Bud Light Lime? Do you know the side effects? Oh. <laughs> the side effect to uh, it was when in like I think it was three percent of the population, both men and women. Maybe it's five percent, but it, it's one of those. When you yawn, you also have an orgasm. Shut, I shut swear up. To God. That, Is that's that true? Correct, that's a correct um, side effect. I've heard of that. I, I, it's definitely not three to five percent of the population. What? Um, I've heard it's of less? that. There's actually a new medication out there that we were just learning about today, where I think that can happen. But I don't. The answer is I don't know. I've heard of that. You're not making that's it up. That's terrifying. Like you're not so bullshitting us right that's now. That's pretty funny. Yeah. It's terrifying. And one like that, you just be in public and yawn. That stinks. Yeah. yeah. And two, it's like then ejaculate. Well, what's crazy is like what's actually happening. To the the neurons firing that it's like causing. Yeah. That's what's scary. It's like and also your blood is thinning. You don't even know about like Jesus. all these weird crazy. Yeah, to me, 
me, it's weird to think to like actually be yawning and not coming all over yourself. <laughs> that is true. That's a weird that reality. It'd be, that uncomfortable I don't It'd be uncomfortable <laughs> if you did that and you had your dick sutured to your na- leg and you're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just dick hurts. I don't want to live in that America. Yeah, I think it's really sad that some people have to take medication and get to where I am on a daily basis with yawning. That is, <laughs> yeah, she just gets off. So you, um, so, and then you grew up in Connecticut. I met your mother and your, and your father. <laughs> They're amazing. Her mom is what is the funniest woman ever. You look met. like you have a spiritual mom. No, her mom's like this. Like a her dream mom's, weaver. Her mom is a hysterical, like Jew, a traditional Jewish, Brooklyn funny Jewish lady. Brooklyn oh, Jewish so mom. She's amazing. My daughter Linda became a psychiatrist. Oh, yeah. I told her to become a plastic surgeon, something I could use. She tells me she became something I could use. That's Can hilarious. I tell you that the funniest the thing? Giannis recently said that Bernie Sanders looks like a Brooklyn Jewish high school English teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get that out of my head. <laughs> And then your dad is, where's your dad? Your dad was from? He's from Poland, and he's a yeah. physicist. And they got married, Whoa. and then how did they get meet? It's just because <laughs> I like the story. It's very interesting. Uh, my mom was 24, and she decided it was time to get married. So she walked into the graduate student cafeteria at MIT, where she was not a student, wow. um, and sat Ooh. down at a table of guys and started hitting on my dad. And a week later, she proposed to him. That is amazing. <laughs> Shut the hell up. And she proposed by saying, I need a husband, and you need a green card. It's a perfect match. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Shut up. And they've and been married, married 40 years. Wow. Sometimes I wonder if that's the way to go. Like, I'm 32 now, and I'm like, I'm so set in my ways. Like, I, I don't I think I should have got married when I was like 16. Just like, because now I'm like, oh, get out of here with that, whatever you're bringing. <laughs> whatever you're bringing. Yeah. With medication. Isn't for this that shit. funny, too, to think like your parents have been married that long, and people will go through unbelievable hoops for years just to, just to hope to be married longer than 10 years. And then yeah. your mom's like, you. <laughs> yeah. All right, this I is over. You. That. She said it's kind of like they arranged their own marriage. They weren't expecting it to be perfect because they didn't know each other that well, but they had the basic stuff in common. Oh my yeah, God. but that's, that's and that strikes a really that's real chord for me. I think that's a really real thing. <laughs> Expectations, cool, man. Man, it's such a cool thing. Um, so, and then also, and then how long have you been with your fiance Simon? We've been together about three and a half years, and okay. he actually, the night he met me, unbeknownst to me, Ooh. tweeted to his many Twitter fans. I, I think great. it may. Have been you know thirteen at that point. Uh, yeah. That that <laughs> he met the future Mrs. Zeiss. He wow. tweeted that that night. Yeah. Well, it hasn't happened yet. You know what I'm saying? And I wasn't gonna go out with him, but I Google stalked him and I found that, and I was like, shit. Now I have to go out with him. Oh God, just like your parents. Did I you felt like, oh. bad. Did you want to propose to him like your mom did? Uh, no. I tried to get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> They're such a cute couple, the two of them hanging out. They make me like, they make you, Great. they make you want, I know for me and you, we don't want to hear it, but like they make you want to like, you're like, oh, they make you like love, you're like, what a great couple. Like, I want this. It's nice. But then you get depressed because guys like us were like, oh. No, it's I fine. I we're dead. disgusting together. It's fine. You guys are, but yeah. it's, yeah. but it's precious. Um, so what do you do? And then you also sing. I do sing. Then you sang. What was the what was the biggest place you sang? Don't oh. be crazy. <laughs> How's that? that? I don't know. <laughs> I think I peaked when I was twelve. My, my choir sang with Diana Ross at the U.S. Open. How crazy wow. is that? You did in a choir. Oh, the choir yeah. Did. And then I got yeah, to sing incredible. the children's lead in La Boheme. At Which the U.S. Open? Theater. Tennis Ooh. or golf? Tennis. Okay. Ooh. Do they sing in golf? I think it was right. They don't the sing at golf. <laughs> 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 Probably a national anthem or some kind of like. At golf? You know? <laughs> they would be whispering. Like, oh, I, was I think it was right before Diana checked into rehab. She was lip syncing. Oh, uh, was she? Yeah, she was like a little bit high on the cocaine, but it was fine. On Fitz got cocaine. a joke. I can see it brewing in his head. I can see when Fitz is about to spit out a joke on the podcast. <laughs> no, I literally was drifting off. I, uh, <laughs> Are you okay, Fitz? What's going on, man? Yeah, yeah no, I was just thinking. No, I'm speaking keep... directly to your amygdala. Yeah, right? Do you even know what that is? Amygdala? No, I think it's something That's what they serve at McDonald's. Sometimes. It's in your liver. All right. Is it? Is it in your liver? <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, so you sang with Diana Ross. And more recently, I just sing it Little Things. Yeah. Sing and play the ukulele, little oh, guitar. Right. Are you going to sing at your wedding? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Are you really? Obvi. Awesome. Obvi. Are you That's really? How I got sing? through medical school was singing for patients, so I have to sing at the wedding. It's expected wow. of me. Wow. When what? are you getting married? Next June. Sweet. On a yacht. Is it on a yacht? Yeah. I want to go so bad. Did What's you already send the invites? I want to uh, go. You're invited. It's yes. fine. Whoa. 
Dude. You two suckers, sorry. Like, you better start being awesome now. <laughs> True. You guys want to go on a yacht, drink some Fiji water. Um, Are you okay with letting a homeless person on your yacht or no? <laughs> Wait, Do you who's mean the- TJ? <laughs> All right, guys. This, listen, I'm in between apartments. Just let me, just let me, in you know. In between opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> what made you guys decide to do, to do a yacht? Whose idea was it? Uh, I think I found it. We wanted something destination-y for all of his Midwestern relatives who've oh, never cool. been to New York. But everything in the city with the view is like four hundred dollars yeah, for a yeah. glass of water and a kick in the pants. So <laughs> then I <laughs> old school term. <laughs> in the pants and, and then I the found pants. these yachts where it was much more reasonably priced, and they're full of windows and they sail around the island. At night. Around, do they oh, go? That's great. They sail around the around. Uh, they sail like up around by World Trade uh-huh. and then under one of the. Bridges. I just took it. I just took a boat around. It's beautiful, man. It's actually a great way to. See the city. Yeah, yeah. it seemed cool. I did that. Do with I the need Stella. medication? Keep going. What? <laughs> <laughs> you might. Yeah, I'll start it. you on some Prozac. Don't worry. Ooh. Ten milligrams. Ooh. Right, what's what's a? What, can we go, go into the job yep. a little bit? Maybe. Yep. Do what, it, bro. What's um like some tough stuff about your job? Tough stuff. Well, uh, there are people with chronic mental illnesses that sure. will never get better. Um, if you think of like. Like a lot of my patients actually are homeless people. They're the mm-hmm. people that you see on the street begging. There have, um, <laughs> fuck you, Fitz. <laughs> it looked right at me. Yeah. So there, there are people who almost seem like they're forgotten by the world. Um, yeah. And we might be their only, you know, person who's caring for them at that moment. And that's an, it's a nice feeling to think that you can care. It's also a hard feeling to think, well, what's going to happen when they leave the hospital? Sure. Or, you know, if they get too sick to come in to coordinate the effort to come see me, you know, where will they be? Um, so that can be kind of hard. Jeez. Yeah. What was a good positive experience from something in the hospital that was like negative? I know you can't divulge too much. Well, you just can't sure. use patients' names, right? You can talk about stories. Kind can of, you yeah. Say without, a without giving any. Can you say a details. patient? Like a patient of mine? I can say a patient, but I can't give any details that okay. would let people figure out. That's who fine. It was. Do you have one that was like a, like maybe a, a, a terror, like was a bad case that you turned around and then. Or you've seen your, your work help people, I'm assuming, yeah. too, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And that's got to feel great. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if you take any, like, um, I got to work in a first break clinic, which is, uh, stands for first psychotic break. So it's where like young people kind of our age would come in, um, psychotic for the first time. And, and what does this mean? Psychotic? Psychotic is when someone loses touch with reality. So they might be hallucinating. Their thinking is disorganized. I've been that way Um, since 05. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're too late for first break. (laughs) Where's the last break? <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's it's really scary for the families of the patients. I mean, it's that scary is, for yeah. the, being psychotic is very frightening. Fear is actually the main emotion when you're psychotic. But yeah. for the families, it's awful. Awful. They come in and their kid who was in you know business school yesterday. Jeez. They Just come in snaps. and they don't even know. And it can be from. It doesn't necessarily mean someone's going to be schizophrenic. They could be, but people with bipolar disorder, the first mm. time they're manic, can become psychotic, that's and scary, yeah. that's something we can medicate and you can actually do pretty well. But um, it's frightening for the families. And so I had a patient who was really sick. It was their first break. They were very successful person, you know, in school, doing everything, normal guy, um, and the, and came in totally psychotic, and the family was hysterical, and I got to kind of be there over a few weeks, and he got back to normal, and I got to see the family's relief, basically, That's that awesome. yeah. they found out it was going to be something, you know, that they could manage. So that that that's that's really incredible. This yeah. this could happen. I'm see. I'm like particularly. I'm asking questions because like I have OCD. Like I, li- <laughs> yeah. you know, I've been in and out of therapy for sure. I guess twelve years something now. Yeah. Um, uh, do you ever uh, what? A couple questions, I guess. What is like? Um, what's the most common thing people come in for? It totally depends. Um, everything. It depends what hospital you're at. It depends what specialist okay. they have. There. I mean, see a lot of depression, bipolar disorder, sure. schizophrenia, yeah. personality disorders. Um, and anxiety th- this could happen to anyone like PTSD. let's say you, like I'm 32 I might hit like 36 and go, and like my like just your it. brain just goes off like something triggers in your brain like well, it depends most mental illnesses have you know part genetic predisposition and then it's sure. called part environmental which can be anything getting abused as a kid is really bad for any of the diseases it just like tends to bring things sure. out to people later in life but you can go through a really stressful time and get your first major depressive episode in your 30s or 40s or 50s or I guess know, major like, life events some 
my dad's as close to you. Yeah, yeah. I guess that makes yeah sense. so you, you yeah. can have a reaction. Jeez. Um, things like schizophrenia, for instance, like in men, it tends to come out in their 20s, and women, it tends to come out in the 30s. It doesn't mean you can't get it later, but it's very unlikely. Sure. You know, yeah. for a 50 year old to become schizophrenic. So if a 50 year old came in and they were like psychotic, um, yeah. and someone on the street would go, oh, they're schizophrenic, the psychiatrist would say, well, it's more likely to be some other illness because this is the wrong age. This is not Does um, Alzheimer's fall under this? Is that a similar or yeah, no? Yeah, we take care of people with okay. dementia. Yep. I have a question. Yeah. Just to throw this out there, and I'm interested to know what the group thinks about this. All four of us together as one. <laughs> Don't you think, though, that. De- definitions and defining people is a really tricky business mm-hmm. like if you were to say what is psychotic and what is delusional I would like to offer that like on a thousand different levels someone could be delusional someone could be psychotic like so what we consider to be psychotic now is way different than what we said 50 years ago and vice versa that's true so and it's actually well continue I'll, I'll human beings all they are answer. is changing all they are is evolving that's all we are like so to say like this is psychotic like I this is literally my first example of why I think it's psychotic behavior to tell someone what to do like I recently was home and my family were like hammering me about mar- marrying my girl Lauren yeah. marrying her, like hammering me they took me yeah, into a Jessica. room Jessica what is yes yeah, so her name is Lisa they took me into a room wait my what aunt, is her name <laughs> and she did it like 40 and they did it like 30 Jeez. times so and let, it, let me let me correct this is you the with course the definition over this is over the course of like two years them doing that yeah and nobody would ever say that's psychotic behavior and to me that's crazier than some guy who thinks he's a bat. So (laughs) let let me tell you what the definition is actually, because psychotic is different than crazy, it's different than unreasonable. Psychotic is where literally, um, the the main symptom is disorganization of thought, so they cannot organize. So the, the vernacular use of the word psychotic, similar to the vernacular use of the word bipolar, is different than the medical definition of those things. Okay. So a lot of people call themselves bipolar, but bipolar yeah. disorder is a very real, very serious yeah. thing. It's not daily mood swings or having a temper. It's a thing where people get moods that last days or weeks that are fixed. You know, they, they can become psychotic. They can get yeah. so manic that they're psychotic. They can get so depressed that they're psychotic. So the, the medical definitions are different. So what you okay. might call psychotic, I might just say, well, they sound pretty unreasonable. You know, that must have okay. been an obnoxious thing they did. So if only if you were to say, like, when you throw out these words, it has a very real medical term yeah, behind there, it. Yeah, there are definitions. And the same as delusional is a good teaching point because um, people say, well, you know, what you think is delusional isn't what I think. So the way we define it is that a delusion is a fixed false belief that is not culturally reinforced. Because for instance, if you're not religious, you might say that someone who believes in Christianity is delusional because you say, well, they can't prove that and it's false. But because it's culturally sanctioned by a group, we don't call it delusional because that's a reasonable thing. But what if the culture is so twisted? Like Hitler. So it's like, uh, like that's like, that was a cultural movement. So like, oh, this guy's normal. Like the well, whole we just wouldn't normal. say they're delusional. Like delusional okay. is someone who's mentally ill, and their belief sure. has is not in line with basically the the norm. But but it, something could become the norm, like a Hitler movement, basically. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. wait, one guy's like, "Hey, we hate all the Jews," and like, "What? This guy's crazy." Now it's like, "Oh, now half the war- this movement hates you." You know? So, like, so the, a delusion has to be like a belief. So it's not just like I hate Jews, but it might be like the Jews are out to get me would be a delusion. Sure. Um, ah. And there's there's called there's bizarre delusions and non bizarre. So okay. bizarre one is like aliens are living in my tooth, and that's oh my god, that's me not too. real. But a non bizarre one might be my ex wife wants to fuck me over, okay. and like. That could be true, Especially but they when might you totally married. be not true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Speaking so of marriage, Fitz, what are you waiting for, bro? <laughs> Speaking of marriage. Yeah, yeah tell me about your relationship. <laughs> oh, my, do you want some Lexapro so you get through another weekend <laughs> at home? <laughs> Jesus, whatever the, whatever is it called? Um, that's so yeah, awesome. a little bit about delusions When you say it's a difference, when also like, I uh, maybe I'm taking my own definite like because like people will say like oh I'm so OCD like like I've been like I that's vernacular use you're actually yeah OCD. so it's like when you, it starts impairing your life so maybe that like you're not impaired by not getting married but if like you were like like whatever your thing is maybe it's like you were in your bed for six days straight yeah. and you haven't eaten like th- now yeah, that's so the, a problem the D all the abbreviations for psych disorders often end in a D which stands for disorder and the thing that makes it a D a disorder is that it's really impacting you in a negative sure. way so someone can be weird as shit 
and they're happy and they live in their cabin and they support themselves uh-huh. and they can't talk to other people because they're weird, but they're fine and they probably wouldn't get diagnosed because they would never end up in front of a doctor. Yeah. Just by ending up in front of a doctor, it usually means there's a problem. Either you brought you in or someone else brought mm-hmm. you in because it's not going well. Yeah, because it's I also just, not yeah. a thing you want to go to. Like, it's not cool to go. See. Who wants to be in a hospital or see a doctor? That stinks. Right. It's just hard for me because I feel like some of the people we celebrate the most in this culture, by all definitions, are psychopaths. And so I guess Kanye West maybe is an dude. Example. Michael Jordan, Jerry yeah. Rice, Donald Trump. But what everybody, about the women? Fits. I mean, so those, so those are sociopaths. <laughs> There's actually a book written by a female sociopath. I forgot what it's called. I just saw it. Um, so sociopaths usually end up as CEOs or in jail. Yeah. So it, it's isn't that the, crazy? Yeah. You know, it just kind of depends which path they take. So it's not <laughs> necessarily mind. a bad thing. Being having sociopathy, which has a definition, you know, where you don't have empathy. There's certain things in the definition. It could make you really successful in business because you don't care if you have to fire every person yep. to get to the top or mm. it could mean you don't care about breaking someone's windows and taking all their stuff and killing their dog because yeah. you don't have empathy that way okay so it, it can end up it, it kind of depends what situation you're in someone with ocd can actually be very very successful as a doctor there are many people with yeah. ocd oh, in I medicine but they would but never you wouldn't say do it. well as a farmer and they'd never say it right because like you don't want to <laughs> go see your doctor that's that's a crazy that's an interesting topic too maybe i'm i don't want to if you have i don't want to interrupt no, you go it, isn't it a true thing where a lot of doctors because they're humans right doctors are humans they have things like this sure. but they they won't they don't get them treated or be, or they don't make it known because of, I've heard like a doctor won't see another doctor because it becomes known that that's like like as I say I'm a oh, patient no, I, I don't want to go so. see a schizophrenic knee doctor you know what I mean well someone with schizophrenia I mean I, I'm not going to make a broad generalization I, I assume that there are very few practicing doctor. physicians with schizophrenia or bipolar there might be or depression yeah. or alcoholism but no bipolar or... and depression lots of I mean throughout medical school we had people come in and speak to our class physicians sure. um, to say listen I have depression I got it treated and I wish uh-huh. I got it treated sooner to let us know because they're trying to destigmatize that. Yeah. Um, and there's enough doctors now that if you don't want to go see a doctor at the hospital you, you work at, else. you just go elsewhere. But kind of a deli or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, doctors know to take care of themselves. You know, it's like do- physician heal thyself, and and you have to yeah. care for yourself in order to function. Man, do you ever get nervous that you might want to take medication or like where you, have no, you ever come like across like things? Said, but you I, shouldn't get nervous, like because it's like if you need it. Right. Yeah, I mean, when, I listen, guess. I'll, I don't know. I'll I mean, be honest. I will divulge. I, I went to a, a very, very strong medical school, and I had gone to a state college. So in college, I was at the top of the class. I had a four zero. I was like valedictorian, blah boring. blah blah. Okay, Ooh, on, and then I, and then I went to this medical school where I felt like the village idiot. I yeah. got there. Everyone mm-hmm. was a genius. I was surrounded by geniuses. Um, That's how I feel here. Who are now some of my best friends. <laughs> but no, so so I started to get depressed during anatomy. Actually, I was yeah. having a hard time, and I was studying all night and mm-hmm. not sleeping and, and doing poorly, and. I went to the dean and I told him he made a mistake by accepting me and that they, they, should, you did. they should send oh, wow. me home. And, and you know, wow. I was crying and I said, I'm depressed. And I said, do I, do I need medication? You know, and they sent me to a counselor and I said, do I need medication? She goes, no, you need to finish your anatomy class. And wow. after anatomy, I felt better. But like I said, I mean, I, I went to the counselor. I mean, mm-hmm. if I needed some help, I would get help because I see, I see how we help people. If yeah. I was really depressed, I would want sure. to feel better. So I would get medicine and I would get therapy because the combination of those two is better than either alone. For mm-hmm. it is, and you can't just take and you can't just take antidepressants like Advil's, right? Like no, if I feel sad, I can't regularly. just be like, oh, I'm going to take one now. Unless like you live in Bushwick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, they don't even have a full effect for four to six weeks. Antidepressants, you have to oh, take them wow. every day, and because they very slowly modulate. Oh. There's different dosages; they up you on it as you yep. go. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You might not even be depressed by then. You might be getting out of it. Like ah, oh, I'm in a slump. Yeah, and people who start antidepressants don't necessarily have to be on them forever. I mean, some people yeah. do, but the the adage is that if a person is without symptoms for six months on their medication, then you start to take them off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a, the only experience I ever had. I had an experience with two bipolar girls that I dated, and it was like... Of course. Were they diagnosed, yeah. or did you just think they were bipolar? No, they were diagnosed. She was on medication, and okay, she was on yeah. a bunch of stuff. And uh, it was so scary when she would like she would stop taking it sometimes. Like, she, like yeah. if, if we were getting along, which usually we did, she was happy. She was like, oh, I guess I don't need this. She would stop... At Dangerous, yeah, right? To stop hard. taking them on. That's and a off. big problem for people, we have right? To they tell end up doing that. that. Yeah. Yeah, bipolar is hard. Bipolar, you often have to be on very, very long term medications and you can do really well, but then when you feel good, you don't it's, want to take the meds. You yeah. know, it's hard to be a young person who has to she take medications. Yeah. People are diagnosed bipolar young. I was the same. I had asthma. Well, I still have asthma. I yeah. always had bad asthma and I was really bad about taking meds, but it took until I was really in medical school until I started actually doing things right. Yeah. 
Are you at all concerned about the idea of like over diagnosis, though, especially in today's world, and an over dependence to me to me on like labeling? I, I feel sure. like people, everyone, uh, we always talk, you always hear about kids taking Ritalin, kids saying they have OCD, kids saying all these things, and it's like what has changed and not something fundamental hasn't changed in our dna i think it's just been our our overall psychosis to say we want to have a label because it's just easier to live that way so and the problem with once you do that is that now you are that thing those words are extremely powerful to say sure. i have x your life will form to you just that. got a lot of x's i will <laughs> He's right. Yeah, so I, I, I have right. two there answers to two parts of that question. Yeah. So the, the first part of the question is, is there overdiagnosis? So I think there probably is. The issue is that there's a huge shortage of psychiatrists and especially child psychiatrists. That's what okay. I'm going into. Around the country, there's giant wait lists to see a child psychiatrist yeah. um, because it's like six years of training after medical school to make what Jeez. some nurse practitioners make. We make Jeez. much less than other doctors. Wow. Now okay. we're talking about um, over, overpopulation Especially if you problem. take insurance. Yeah. So what happens is a lot of those diagnoses come from, say, over worked pediatricians who get 15 minutes to do an entire visit with a child yeah. and the parent comes mm. in and says oh they're they do poorly in school and the poor pediatrician yeah. who is supposed to know everything does uh, not have yeah. enough time I think when someone goes to a psychiatrist they're diagnosed accurately but they might not be able to get in for months and months okay. and so oh, they see someone else man. and then with the labels my attitude towards the labels is again is that if you're ending up in front of the doctor there's a problem. Because there's like hyperactive kids, there's depressed teenagers, there's whatever, who don't end up in front of a doctor. So someone thinks there's a problem yeah. when you end up in front of the doctor. Yeah. It might not. It, it might be that a parent says, well, I want my kid to go to Yale and they need right. to get A's and yeah. the kid says, yeah. I'm fine. You know, I just hate Mrs. X. But yeah. um, usually if you're ending up in front of the doctor, it's because you're not you're not feeling good about how things are going. And so they can guide you. They might say, well, why don't you try therapy? Or they might say, you're right. If these symptoms are really bothering you, you might benefit from medication. And there is this like societal thing against mental health medications that we just don't have about other things. So if you have a headache and you're like, hey, bro, do you have some Tylenol? Yeah. No one's like, what are you, a pussy? Like, that's not a real headache. Everyone's yeah. like, yeah, I have Tylenol. Here you go. To me, though, it's not. To me, I don't think it is that. To me, it's, it's the dangers of relying on the labeling things when there could be other root causes. We just put a band-aid over it, maybe. To just say, yeah. I feel like we just jump to medication on everything all Boom, the time. Here's I, think when I think it comes down to like which, what Linda said, where like if you go in uh, when a psychiatrist, someone has like 10 yeah, they have like 10 minutes to be like, what's wrong? You can't pay attention? Here's Adderall. All right, great. See ya. But also, what about these doctors being paid by these companies to push yeah. these drugs? Like, I get a yeah, kickback from... Yeah, that happens. From... That's bad. Luckily, my medical training at my medical school, the, the drug companies weren't even allowed on campus. So Good. I never had that in did they ever try to sneak in on campus and the dean's like, you get out of here? Like that. But it's hard. I mean, I, listen, I feel for like the small town doctors or the private practices and they're just trying to keep a practice open. Yeah. And these companies will give lunch to their employees uh, or sure. give them stuff. And it's, yeah. it is That's a business. So it, it's hard. But it, fuck, it's, yo, fuck. I, that yeah. makes me like, piss, like legitimately pissed. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. Like it pisses me off. I don't know who's going to hear this and cause change. But <laughs> like literally like when companies like they know they're hurting people. I mean, that, that's food another problem too you could say fat but like when they're like oh we're just gonna give a kickback to this doctor for this drug when we know it's gonna fuck people up I mean, I, I don't think they do that because th th that to them, let's take morality out of it, but like that to them is a liability. If their medication is going to hurt people, they're going to get sued. So th they think their medication works. It might, may or may uh, not, you know, these companies. It's so depressing but, to me. You know, th they get sued over everything. So they wouldn't yeah. push something that they knew was bad. Um, they might push something before they know it's bad. If it hasn't been around long enough, say you find out that 20 years after you take like this medication. Like how upsetting is that you know, though? They just affected 10,000 people does who that now make... have a weird fucking side effect because they didn't do but the research. that's how drugs are made uh, I mean that's I how everything right comes out I that's guess. how the industry moves forward I mean you, you, you kind of it's kind of a necessary evil because that's what you know they're pushed to try to make new things make new cancer drugs yeah. then they overcharge for them but they're still making new cancer drugs so you maybe know, you, know? you shouldn't take drugs you should like if you're going to take any kind of drug whether it's physical mental whatever maybe you take drugs that are 20 years old because they've had the test like yeah now it depends see. on the person it depends on the situation if you have terminal cancer and you might die next week you'll take anything you'll try the newest mm. I mean, it depends on the risk. You, you, we're really wary of giving things to kids because they're Their kids and you don't yeah. want to do things. But it Ooh. depends where you are in your life and the risk-benefit analysis. God, this shit's so interesting to me. And like, so, I, don't, I don't know. But yeah, the medication thing, like I think the there's a 
this popular belief that the doctors are like pushing the meds on people, but people are lined up to see psychiatrists. They line up and beg to please come see us because they are suffering and struggling and please help me, mm. doctor. And we, you know, we'll try things like therapy, but if someone is, for instance, suicidal all the time, they need medication. Yeah. And there's yeah. a lot of people who are that way, but they're not going to tell their friends that, but they will come and tell their psychiatrist that immediately. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, doctor, I keep thinking about going to the bridge. Yeah. You medicate. I mean, antidepressants work. Things like Prozac have been around forever. Yeah. We know you can take them forever without growing a third arm or getting cancer or having some problem. They're mm. safe drugs. That's why those are so popular because there's newer ones, but you know, we don't necessarily know what know happens what 80 cause. years later. But w with Prozac, we do. I'm, I'm not saying you know Prozac is you know the most sure. wonderful thing. It's just that you know when we're giving people medications, there are things that people say to their it's like all Advil. types of doctors, not just psychiatrists, that they won't say to you. Yeah. Um, you know, Viagra came out. You know, no one ever talked about sexual dysfunction. As soon as Viagra came out, all of a sudden, some huge percentage of the male population of the yeah. middle age needed it. Yeah. You know. You know. So it's yeah. is that dependency? It's enhancing quality of life. You know. It's. Mm -hmm. So that's the goal is to make a human um, as productive or a higher quality of life. That's the, however that is achievable. Yeah, to just increase their satisfaction with themselves, sure. whatever that means. Yeah. I have a question. Do you find, uh, maybe this is a positive, maybe it's not. Um, I mean, I, I'm just going through my own research from OCD stuff. Like, do you find uh, with your patients, do you, do you, like what are positives of, let's say I have bipolar or you know schizophrenia what are there positives to any of these like to the like, diseases like I know with OCD and a lot of these maybe like I think creativity is usually linked to a lot of these like mm -hmm. and we, you always hear about you know musicians who are real depressed and then make great yeah. music like do you see any kind of like positive attributes to to these these things people are coming in with I mean I, I don't know what the research is and in, in, in my personal experience I'm kind of a positive person sure. so I think from any mm. of these things okay. you can get something good and I'll have those conversations with my patients because mm -hmm. that's part of coping with something is seeing well what what is the silver yeah. lining of this thing. There's a very, very famous schizophrenic woman, Elin Sachs, who's a professor of law in like Southern California, okay. I think, who wrote a book um, called The Center Cannot Hold about, she like did a PA, or like a philosophy degree at Oxford and went to Yale Law School and like did all this crazy yeah. stuff as a schizophrenic person, That's which, which is very rare. Wow. Um, and, and, and she talks about, you know, how it's different and there's obvious weaknesses, but th there's strengths and people with bipolar, some of them actually like it and they'll say, but when I'm manic, I'm so productive. Yeah. Now mania often becomes dangerous. I mean, mm -hmm. people think of mania as just happy, but they'll often get so high that, you know, they think they can fly and might try to jump off a building yeah. or, the, or um, you know, that spend all their money amazing, or have though. sex and get an it's STD awesome. yeah. or, yeah. you know, but, but some people will say, well, I miss the mania. Um, some schizophrenic people, when they start taking antipsychotics and they stop hearing voices, will miss the voices. Um, in, in the media, they that always present voices as these negative things, and a lot of schizophrenics have voices being like, fuck you, you're a piece of shit, and like, yeah. they don't miss those, but some people hear soothing voices, and it's like a woman wow. being like, it's gonna be okay. Like, For you're real? Okay. How do you, what is that like? And then like? they miss it. Lance, your first album title. I actually, voices. <laughs> I, I understand all this, dude. Like, do you have you ever heard like a they voice? They have us do an exercise in our residency program. It's called like I think hearing voices or something that some professor designed, where we plug in iPods that play yeah. realistic voices, and we have to do a bunch of tasks. You have to like take a test, read something. What? Yeah. Yeah. What does it say? The, all sorts of stuff. Sometimes music plays. Some people yeah. with schizophrenia hear music, and hear no one music? talks about that. Like it's not just voices. like your head's an, I, an iPod or something. Yeah, but like you can't turn That's it rad. off. You know, you might oh, be yeah, trying yeah. to go to sleep, and then tries to shake his head to shuffle. Tries to shake it to shuffle. He's like, "Come on, this man!" This is so fascinating to me. It is. Stuff. That's why I went into. I mean, it's, it, it's so it's endlessly interesting, and I think it's, in my personal opinion, the most human of the medical fields. I mean, mm. you, we have to meet patients where they're at. No one is excited. You, you know, it's it's being their a psychiatrist is not high and mighty. People don't even realize we're medical doctors. You know, I didn't go into it for the respect. Yeah. Um, I say it and people go, oh, my friend was a psychology major in college. Yeah, you know, a little bit different. Just, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, Woody Allen? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> my, my but yeah, but Linda. we go into it because you get to connect with people. I mean, your, your patient yeah. is a homeless person who literally walked in off the street and they don't care where you went to school or sure. whatever. Yeah. They just want some help. Uh, and they might yell at you in the process and call you a bitch, but if you can help them out. That's probably gotta be pretty gratifying. Like if you were to die, like you're gonna die at some point. Like <laughs> that that's pretty true. gratifying. Like wow, I helped all these. Like that's about as good as yeah, it gets. I don't you want to pat I mean? myself on the back no, too hard. No, that's the whole point but of life like is it. find how you can help people. That's about. I mean, that's yeah. that's helping. You know, especially like you say, someone maybe. I mean, I shouldn't say especially, but like maybe the fall from grace, I guess, for that business school student you were talking about, mm -hmm. or that lawyer, or and then to like get them back on it. Like I mean, that's that's to great. Try. Yeah, and you can't always. I mean, people with. 
a lot of mental illnesses, but especially schizophrenia, tend to commit suicide because they're still there sure. enough to realize what's going on. Jeez. And they don't like it. Um, so All right, we just let's, try to um, be there with them. Wow. Can we change courses just a yeah. tad? Can we, go, can we go to um, maybe something in your personal life that's happened to you, like yeah. uh, outside the medical field, maybe, um, you know, that happened to you and you were like, oh, my God, this is a terrible thing. How do I recover from this? Like, whatever. And then maybe later down the road you go, oh, man, I'm so thankful that that actually happened to me because it le- now it leads me to this place maybe. Sure. Um let me think. Now, I'm actually going to... I had a different one in mind, but I'm going to say this Ooh, one. Well, go for um, it. Yeah, give me so, anything. Yeah, when I was in medical school, in my second year of medical school, I'd actually just met Simon, my fiancé. Oh, yeah. Um, my dad got diagnosed with esophageal cancer. And the, the what type, is that? Uh, esophagus cancer. Dude, my throat's oh. been hurting me for like two um, months. Dude, stop. You don't, have, you don't have it. I've been complaining about that for two months straight. It. But th- this kind of cancer had an obscenely high kill rate within six months. Like, I, ignorance is bliss, and I was not ignorant. I knew yeah. what it was, and... I assumed he was dead. I was like, oh, crap. He's dead. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I emailed my dean at, at this medical school I went to, which was wonderful. And I said, hey, you know, I need to take family leave. My dad has esophageal cancer. I'll tell you Jeez. when I'm coming back. Um, and I expected her to write back and say, okay, you know, yeah. sorry, you know, see, see you soon. Yeah. And instead, um, the esophagus expert um, at the hospital I was at, who's like a world expert in the esophagus uh-huh. and who was also my professor, he emailed me because she had obviously contacted him. And he said, we insist your dad come here for a second opinion. And I was like, that's really nice of you, but they're out on the East Coast and it, you, you know, you, you can't just fly here. It'll go on the East yeah. Coast. And they go, no, 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 we'll, we'll do a second opinion. Just have him email the scans, please. Oh, nice. Whatever. Why? Um, okay, the same on. day, my psychiatry mentor obviously was contacted by the dean and called me into his office and opened a drawer full of chocolate, you know, and started feeding me chocolate. Oh, wow. um, so the, the, they all kind of banded around me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and through the second opinions, yada, 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 my dad actually ended up going there for his treatment and they surgically cured him with one surgery no wow. radiation no chemo yeah. um, with very few side effects and so it was awful this was it was awful um, I was studying for the medical boards yeah, it was tough. Um, really tough I tried to dump Simon I was like my dad's dying you didn't sign up for this go yeah. away yeah. Um, and instead he like picked my parents up at the airport and babysat Simon knew my that mom. was his chance he's like oh I can really get <laughs> in here he's yeah. like I can be a knight in shining armor <laughs> yeah um, yeah, but so it, it, I mean, it was awful. It really showed the true colors of my medical school um, that they did that. And, and the funny thing was, you know, I was interested in psychiatry at that point. And when my dad got out of surgery, this was like an eight to nine hour mm-hmm. surgery. We were yeah. nervous wrecks. My pager went off and it was another one of my psychiatry mentors. And she, she goes, your dad's in the recovery room. He looks good. And all I could think is, what the fuck is she doing in the recovery room? Like she clearly yeah. put on scrubs and a hairnet wow. and just walked, like wow. rolled in That's awesome. to check on him. Um, and so it, it was just, it, it was really touching because it, it, it made me feel like it really was like a family. Mm-hmm. And, family and community. They took care of my family. I mean, it really, that, that medical school is normally a place where people go to be depressed. Yeah. And, and I had a pretty good experience, but that was something that's like above and beyond that you would just never expect. And you know, like the, the Dean started it all. She yeah, could have just been like, awesome. sorry. And instead yeah. she contacted the whole freaking clinic. Jeez. To like what take a, care of my dad. What a good Dean. Right. That is, that's, that's fantastic. It was pretty cool. That's so awesome. What, what do you? Can I ask my question? Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna what say. What do you? What do you do when you when you have a bad day? Like, how do you? How do you get out of it? Like, I, I, yeah. I, it's always a two part question. One, do you have like a dark hole you go down, <laughs> and then, like whatever that's maybe like you eat ice cream or you watch Netflix sure, or you yeah. do or and then and then what do you do to boot? What's your next move to boost out of it? Sure. Um, so yeah, definitely have a dark hole. Um, so if I'm having, if I've had a bad day, I'll get home. Um, totally serious. Take off my pants, but usually nothing else. Pants yeah. hit the floor immediately. Yeah. Simon likes to make fun of me. Um, I'll get on the couch, throw on Netflix. Usually have half a glass of wine, which okay. makes me tipsy. Um, that's that's the general the dark yeah. hole approach. And then, and then, what's the next move out? Let's say you're real depressed about it. It's like a two day. You're like, you're like, oh, I don't want to go back to work, or I don't want to do this. Like, what is your ne- what's your move out of there? How do you yeah. get yourself boosted for the? Ne- how you pump yourself back up? Play music. Music. Yeah. Do you sing? Yeah, of course, TJ. There we You've go. heard me. There it is. <laughs> I've heard it. She's really good. She's really. Good. She was playing ukulele on her couch and singing and just singing songs. And I was like, I felt like I was being serenaded, but it was <laughs> the most relaxing. It was the best. I was like, I love this so much. Yeah. Uh, so far in podcasts, we've had an acupuncturist, personal trainer, and now 
Psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. We're taking care of every, everything here. <laughs> I think that we should change the name to our podcast to uh, Can You Help TJ? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> it does always devolve into something like that. We're getting a hair expert in he here next week. He needs a lobotomy. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you, so yeah, what, what, so you sing that also gets you out of it? I try, yeah. yeah. And Simon. Yeah, and you love that guy, huh? Fiance. He's a big. right. He's Fiance. a right. This is huge. So what do you what do you want to um, long term? I mean, who knows where your life goes? But uh, yeah. so you're doing this residency now. Is the goal to like be the top person at the hospital, or ha- <laughs> or open or maybe your own practice? And uh, is it what do you what do you see yourself going? Maybe I'm wrestling with that. I don't know. I like education. I could see myself like yeah. aiming to be like working at med school, maybe be a dean someday. Sure. Um, but I also need to balance it with my music stuff um, and just wanting to have that be an active mm-hmm. part of my life. I think I can probably do both, hopefully, but... I used to see a um, one of my psychologists that I saw was uh, like in a band. Yeah, I yeah. definitely want to be in a band at some That's point. Awesome. I just haven't had the that. time... He just kept promoting his band to me. I was like, dude, I'm trying to get help here, bro. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you, you play on Tuesday? Yeah, yeah. They, uh, come on, man. Lance, Lance, you want to get out of that? This is 300 an hour for this, bro? Come on, man. You, you want like, to do some exposure therapy at the concert? Well, now you know. <laughs> He's like, it's at a disgusting hall. You yeah. should come and lick the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, man, just come get a beer. $5 cover, man. Well, the, the Clam Bakers, that's my band name. Yeah, It'd be amazing. Lance, now you know what it's like to be your Facebook friend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to promote man <laughs> you got to promote bro uh so yes yeah, so you want to do what would the ideal thing yeah so that so if music if music started picking up would you stop doing when it starts picking up tj <laughs> when when it does would you stop no doing psychiatry you would still try no. to balance both i never wanted music to be my entire job I, okay. when you asked if i always want to be a doctor the answer is no because i went to college and thought i'd be a music teacher but oh, um cool. I, I didn't want it to be my job yeah. Because um, I don't enjoy it as much okay. when it's real work. But this way I have a stable job, but I get it's to great. do it as yeah. this awesome thing. Yeah. That's, a good, that's a good combination of two totally different worlds, kind yeah. of. Yeah, that is. Yeah. It's so fun. And then you play music for the patients, which also helps out with that's You do that, right? You said that you do that. Do you, do so that? I, yeah, I've done it a time or two in residency. Is it your music? No, I do a lot of covers. I have like oh. two original songs, but, you know, but the music you're playing for your patients, is it like you? You're like, Here, here's my CD. Here's no, no, see. like I play live. Oh, you play live? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you ever play? Uh, you ever play anything more? from uh, Train, the band Train? <laughs> of course I do, TJ. Great. I play yeah. Hey Soul Lance, Sister. <laughs> Lance and then what's Train. that other one? Uh, Best Soy Latte that you've ever had me. That song. <laughs> what's the name of that song? Is that from Train? Is that Drops I think of Jupiter? So. Yeah, yeah. Drops of Jupiter. Yeah. Yeah. Is that drops of Jupiter? <laughs> Come on, Lance it knows. Is. He knows. He loves. He, he loves Train. Who doesn't love Train? It's his his favorite. That is right. Who doesn't love him? <laughs> Who doesn't love Train? <laughs> Best band in the world, bro. And I'm taking guitar lessons from an awesome guy, so Ooh. we'll see if that gets. Do you ever there. slip up and like play Bex? I'm a loser, baby. Why don't you kill me? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, whoops, that's not gonna be. <laughs> no, Sorry, but guys. I do pick my songs carefully. Actually, I try not to if play anything too depressing. If you track. had to pick a uh, psychotic disorder, which one would you pick? Ooh. To have. And why? Like one to have. Yep. If you had to, someone put a gun to your head with it loaded inside. And does alcoholism count as one of those? It's not a psychotic disorder, but it's an addiction disorder. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we see people with addiction issues. Okay. Oh. All right. All right. Well, psychotic disorders are mostly like the schizophrenia spectrum, but I'll, I'll. I would say I would choose bipolar, which is one where you can become psychotic at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it sucks. It's a terrible disease, but we do have treatments that can work for it. So it's one of the most treatable ones. I guess. Okay. It's a it's a bad. I mean, none of them are fun. They, uh, but I, I guess yeah. I would take that one. Well, what <laughs> would you guys take, Lance? What would you take? Is my considered one OCD? It's not a psychotic disorder, but that, that's, um, I mean, oh gosh, where would it fall now? Disorder, they just changed the DSM. It's an anxiety disorder? I'm pretty obsessive compulsive. Um, I don't know where it falls now, but yeah, it is an anxiety disorder. Yeah, that's um, one I have, TJ. Ooh. Thanks for listening to my uh, bereavement. <laughs> no, the whole... I know you did. I'm saying if you wanted a different it one. It sucks, dude. If it you... sucks. <laughs> no, it sucks if you wanted a different one. No, I'm not. It's I have one, dude. It's <laughs> <awful>. <laughs> Fitz, what about you? Anti-marriage disorder? I want the one. <laughs> divorce? <laughs> where divorce. You... Yeah, I want the one that like where you don't suture your cock to your leg. <laughs> oh. Whatever, 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 whatever one that is. That's, uh, <laughs> get Drink out of Plus Corona. <laughs> oh, Corona. Oh, speaking of Corona, I want a Corona. 
<laughs> Mania is like one of the most. I, I could talk about this stuff for like the next four hours. I think I find it all fascinating. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Mania sounds one of the most interesting to me. Mania is fascinating. It's um, it's not fun for the patient usually. Um, but it's the, fun for the who? best place to be is what's called hypomania, and that's not that like, was like Robin Williams. Necessarily best, just, right? That's where we all want to be. That's like the most functional person that you know. Whoever that is, they're like annoyingly happy, and they get everything done, and they're well adjusted, and they that's like hypomania. Yeah, that's where say, you're like in the pro, the sweet spot mm-hmm. of doing everything, mm-hmm. and then comes manic. They said Robin um, Williams was that right? I believe. Robin, well, I don't know what his diagnosis was. I know he got severe depression. I don't know if he was bipolar or not. But he was like kind of like hypomania. Like I had a doctor tell me I was hypomania once. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. Um, but yeah, mania is like people come in, they're talking a mile a minute. You can't uh, interrupt them. They might have like religious. They'll, they'll like think they're Jesus Christ, or they'll, yeah, yeah. Uh, that everyone wants to have sex with them. That it's must feel a lot fantastic like, though when that's happening. No, right? Yeah, like, I'm Bono, and I, you just are Bono. <laughs> well, not always. Here's the thing: a lot of times, like they'll be really agitated, so they're not happy. They'll, they'll have like so much energy that they don't even it's know what to do. Bono. They'll like break stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's actually like it's rough. But like the money's bad. They'll do stuff when they're manic, like blow a yeah. hundred thousand dollars yeah. they don't have, go yeah. gamble it, or, or you know, have sex with a bunch of prostitutes when they're only like a family man or something. It's like oh, living the way you want to live. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we all dream of these like have just blowing through money. And, yeah. Like, ripping wheels and Ferraris. Like <laughs> ripping wheels. <laughs> blasting trains. Yeah, but then you crash that Ferrari. But like while you're doing it, it's got to be like it's the most be the fantastic. It's going to be the best feeling ever. It's like living so, your dream. Someone once told me the, the way they knew they were becoming manic was just that they normally would run three miles. And that yeah. was like yeah. what was good for them. And they ran the three miles and were like, I want to run two more miles. Like that, that was yeah. the first sign. Yeah. We just like had the energy and, yeah. like, and that was like the beginning of, of the decline. Man. Thank God. I don't know. Sure. I mean, I think for me, like I, I like what you do. It's cool. It's just hard for me to, to really say that how people, how normal people are living is really that much better of an alternative. Like, I, I can't, to me, like, Lance, I mean, I actually totally do believe that. I think somebody who is a manic, uh, uh, to me, to me, what hell is, is your own brain. So if your brain is creates a world where you're always judging people and you're, and you're criticizing people and you're always complaining and you hate it here and you hate yourself and you hate your life, I don't think that there is literally anything worse than that. And I would say that that, to me, is equally as destructive as someone who goes to Vegas and spends $100,000. Like, I don't really see the yeah. difference. Yeah, we treat both. I mean, if, if they come to the doctor, but that person, like, I can't I'm do saying that these people, are cons- these people are way more accepted. They, they, those people that I, I live, like, that I grew up like with. Like negativity that just exists in people. Negativity maybe. is, not only is it accepted, it's, it's encouraged. And, yeah. I, and I think in society, it's, also, it's encouraged and it's how we converse a lot of times. It's the default conversation, like, how was your commute? Fucking traffic. Yeah. Like, that's always how I feel like, especially as adults, it's how we talk. Sure. And I see that, and I, to me, that is equally destructive as any of these other than killing other, hurting. I, yeah, I'm, so not, I'm not endorsing. I'm not. On. I'm not endorsing hurting other people. But I'm saying like. But we do allow yeah. it in our society. It's well, no, no, like, something you're touching on that I haven't mentioned so far in this conversation is personality disorders. So that's not something we discussed. And yeah. psychiatrists discuss them less because they're things that are really hard to treat. Yeah. But a personality disorder is basically take any personality Anger. trait. We, we, you know, we all have personality traits, right? Like okay. we're all. You know, someone might be kind of histrionic. Right? You know, you're, you're all performers, right? You like to be in a microphone. Yeah. So you have some histrionic traits some people are really shy some people are dependent some people are you know like a little like depressive personality stuff like that and that's all within the normal spectrum because we're functioning right whatever the things that make up your personality are are considered within the normal spectrum because you function but you can take any one of those traits and take it to the absolute extreme and those people they might feel like they're okay they might not feel like they're okay they might feel like they're okay but the people around them no one can be around them. <laughs> and that is one of the, like the ways to like doorway diagnose a personality disorder like if it, i'm sure you've known people with them and just didn't know yeah. it but there are people who no one else can be around because they are so either inflammatory yeah. or dangerous or whatever Th- those those are personality disorders so sociopathy which you mentioned before is actually now called antisocial personality disorder and that's why people cannot hang out with them because they they will step on you they will okay. you know they might hurt you they might yeah. you know lie and like it doesn't bother them that they're hurting you so when you're talking about like really negativistic people it sounds like you've had experiences in the past where you were really like 
impacted by people being pains in the ass, like negative pains in the ass, they might have a personality disorder. They're very hard to treat. Um, and so like, we, you don't have a magic pill for them. You put people in therapy and try to help them work on skills to get along with other people better. Okay. But if they're so bad that like they can't hold a job because they mm-hmm. always blow it up or they can't have a relationship yeah. with anyone because they always blow it up, that's usually a personality disorder. And that sounds like what you're describing. I'm just saying like, okay, so you're going to, like right now we're going to be done with this podcast. Yeah. You're probably going to leave. And then the three of us are going to have a conversation <laughs> and 80% of it's going to be negative. And that's completely that's fine. accepted. Yeah. But to me, what I'm saying is, and I don't think that we're sick, but I, I don't really see that big of a difference between that and someone who's a maniac, a maniac who's fucking a prostitute. At least they're having fun. Uh, no, so you, you just <laughs> haven't met a manic person. Um, so Because they're not fucking a prostitute because they're like, I think I want to fuck a prostitute today. They're fucking a prostitute because their brain is so... Mm-hmm. Unregulated and dysregulated, that they're not themselves. But I'm also and not- afterwards, they're very, very, very upset that all of it happened. They're, they, they, yeah. it's, 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 it's not a good thing. It's, it's like yeah. if you, if you think of getting really high and drunk and going on a bender and doing things that horrify you and then coming out of it a few days later, that's how some people will describe mania. They're like, Jeez. I did what? I stripped okay. in front yeah, of the doctors yeah. and told them to fuck me in the ass. I did oh my what? God. I mean, that, that's, that, that's, mania it's it's not it's not a fun thing but mania then is living like this and being 80 and saying oh for 80 years i was negative well, i mean what's more mania that nothing's more manic to me than that but like, that's not the definition i guess that's again that's vernacular okay. I, guess, yeah. I guess i'm using the reason vernacular that's okay too is because because you i don't mean i don't mean to interrupt you no i'm just saying like i, I you're right i'm using I, I think i keep using words that actually have specific Definitions yeah, that's the and okay. I well, stop the thing is, words. I can choose to be like she's saying. Like when most people, you get in front of a doctor because you get to that point. Like I went to see OCD, like like psychologists and stuff myself first because like something is wrong. Like, I need some help. I need to figure out what this is. I didn't know what it was at first. And but like I can just be angry and not go anywhere. You know what I mean? Like I can sit in my house and like oh fuck the government, fuck the world. Yeah, fuck this, yeah, this. bro, yeah. <laughs> so like you can do that without ever having to like go and they're just like oh that's the anger guy who lives in his yeah, house. Yeah, but if you believe in energy, which you do, if you believe. Sure. In, no, it's a terrible disease. If you believe that we're all connected, which I do, if you believe that the only solution to all of these problems is love, which I do, that to me is the number one problem. It is a huge problem. Like, but you're not, I, I, I saw this awesome post this girl posted. She's like, everyone's always complaining about violence in this world and, and shootings. And she's like, it's bad. If you were to ask a group of people in a room, would you donate a million dollars to world peace if you have the money? Everyone would raise their hand and say yes. Yeah. But those same exact people wouldn't wish love on their ex and yeah. or wouldn't let the person cut in front of them and say it's okay. Yeah. And that is actually how you solve things. That is yeah. actually just as important as the person as stopping shootings because that's how that shit escalates. So, that's so why I'm, I'm going like- to jump in on there because I think um, there's a lot of stigma about mental illness and about it not being real, but I think it's really important not to try to like boil it down to they like they're not loved enough or they had a bad, like you wouldn't turn to someone with high blood pressure and be like, if your mom just loved you more. And, and, and these diseases, these are things that we have like genetic, mm. you, you know, like genetic causes, correlates. Like these are real. It's just that because people can't see them for some reason, they think it's different than diabetes. Okay. So when I have to talk to someone with severe depression, who's tried to kill themselves a few times about starting an antidepressant, they go, well, that means I'm weak. I say, is a diabetic weak? Cause they take insulin shots. Cause yeah. their body doesn't I'm make insulin. I'm not saying they're weak. I've never you know, said But that. like if your brain's not making enough serotonin, and, and it gets to the point where it's impacting your life where you're trying to kill yourself or you can't physically move to get out of bed because you are so depressed that you physically cannot move, which can happen. Yeah. Um, it's called neurovegetative symptoms. Gotta take medicine. But it, but it doesn't mean it's for everyone. I think, I think people who talk about psych meds are people who have had bad experiences and there's a huge portion of people who take them, who feel better, who don't want to bring it up because they don't want their friends to think they're crazy and weak. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. You hear from the people who say, oh my God, Prozac fucked me. That's stupid stuff. All you need is love. And then you have like a lot of people who are like, I stopped feeling suicidal when I started taking medication and talking to a therapist. And they're they're not going to bring it up because they don't want to be like the suicidal person. I would never talk anybody out of doing anything. I'm just simply offering that I think that these kind of things, it's always a bigger, it's always about a bigger, a bigger picture to me. And I think that, no, if you want, if you have to take it to survive, take it to survive. I'm not saying, I'm not Tom Cruise, I'm not a Scientologist. (laughs) I'm just saying like, just like 
labeling and stuff I've always had a problem with it I don't know yeah so. my attitude towards the labeling I, I can hear you on that I think that people get really attached to their diagnoses and they don't they can change sometimes yeah. I, I my attitude towards the labeling is that we label so that insurance companies will pay for treatment for what yeah. the symptoms they're having because you can call it whatever you want to call it some things are pretty well defined other things are less well defined but my attitude is I will absolutely give someone a label if a label if they're coming to me asking for help and I need to get coverage for them to have a certain medication Mm-hmm. Okay, and that—that's yeah. the purpose. Well, they all overlap purpose. too, right? Yeah. Like, if you're bipolar, you also have depression a lot of times, maybe. Like, well, so depression is part of bipolar, but if sure. you've ever been manic, you are officially bipolar. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't. They probably overlap like over and morph and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, people. I, I understand how people could be annoyed by the labels. Um, but again, when people come to, I mean, they're so desperate when they come. I, I, I wish sometimes that like the public could be in the office with us mm. because if for every like naysayer, you have someone who comes in and they are just struggling. They're miserable. Yeah. They're at their wits end and they can't talk to anyone about it. Um, and they come to us and they divulge that. It's kind of like being a priest at times, I imagine. Like they just come and they confess to you yeah. what their, their deepest trouble is um, and yeah. try to help them. So. Yeah. Can I ask you guys uh, one question? Do you guys enjoy live music? <laughs> I got a show next Tuesday at the Brighton Bar. Uh, it's a good show, guys. Listen, good tunes, great bands. I thought you were going to sing right now. Drink specials. I was like, holy shit, he's going to sing. Uh, that'd be awesome. Linda, this was awesome. Thank yeah, you thanks so for much. Doing this. this was great. Um, thanks for and, having uh, me. If someone is feeling uh, maybe psychotic, or they, where, where do they need to go? If they want to see you specifically, or what would you, uh, let's say let's say someone started, uh, you know, it is a tough thing. For, like, for me, it took me like a while to see because I was like man am I, I was like am I crazy are people gonna think I'm crazy like all these things go through. Yeah. but let's say someone's feeling a little like well hey maybe I actually need help for whatever this thing where where, where do I go where do, where's my next move uh, it, it depends what insurance you have. You figure. I have out no insurance. Let's say I have are. no insurance. I, I just need to talk to so somebody. So there are walk-in help. clinics around the city um, yeah. that you can walk in without insurance and, and be seen. Sweet. Oh good. Well that works and you could do that. Yeah. Dance. And then after you do that Come to my show. <laughs> Which is on Tuesday. On Tuesday night, <laughs> 10 o'clock. Drink specials at 6. Um, so that was great, guys. All right, thank you, Linda. Thank you. And do you have a do you have a, 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 do you have a Twitter or you don't you don't really no, care about I don't you don't tweet. like you don't care no. about this stuff. Um all right, great. Yeah, this was awesome. Linda, thank you so much. Lance, yeah, Brendan. I love it. And that's it, guys. It's been uh Tell Me Something Good. Thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. Be well. Go to GandhiShow.com for show dates and more. And follow us on Twitter at Gandhi Show. Lance Weiss, Brendan underscore Fitz, and TJ Del Reno. 